0: Welcome to Christmas Actually, with Luke Allen and Lara Collier. The podcast that takes a look at the Richard Curtis film Love Actually, one day at a time. It's Friday the 11th of December, actually. I'm one of your hosts, Luke Allen. I'm joined, as always, with my co-host Lara Collier. Hello. And our special guest for today, Reese. Hello. And Major. Hello. So, are you both able to briefly introduce who you are in whatever order you'd like?
1: (laughs) Major, you can go first.
2: Oh, thank you. Uh, uh, my name is Major Medina. I'm uh, I'm a podcaster. I do a a Robotech rewatch. Uh, podcast where we watch, uh, one episode of, uh, Robotech, uh, cartoon from my childhood from the eighties. And, uh, and we sit around and talk about it for two hours. So 22 minute, uh, cartoon that we talk about for two hours. So if you want to listen to two middle-aged men talk about it for far too long, come on over to uh, reflex point.
0: Brilliant. And I assume that's probably going to end up being what will be the case when me and Helen eventually do the Vicar of Dibley podcast. (laughs) Oh, is that actually happening? Yes, we're we're in discussion to start in January. Oh, very cool. Um, It's going to be a weekly show. Uh, Looking forward to that. Hopefully we can get you involved in some way. Um, Reese, who are you? (laughs)
1: Um, I'm probably the most qualified person here for podcasting. I've done like a whole three episodes. (laughs) Five? Oh, five episodes. Oh, it's five episodes, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I'm the most qualified here. Three of you. Don't worry. It can be a bit nerving, but you'll be fine. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I'm. I'm a, still a student filmmaker. I, filmmaker with quotes, I guess. Just experimenting with things at the moment. But yeah, nothing special. I mean,
0: it's. I mean the the interesting thing is that I met you on a film set.
1: Yes. That's true. Uh, An
0: upcoming film, Hood, A Legend Reborn, in Nottingham. Really cold, uh, a very sort of updated, violent Robin Hood retelling. And we were both runners. And yes, it was, it was fun. Yeah. It was a great. Day. And then we just ended up talking for ages while we were watching people being set on fire.
1: <laughs> yeah, and being blown up and flung across the forest. Yeah. It was fun. It's been about a year now since that, hasn't it?
0: Yeah, like... nearly. Can't believe that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, how time flies so
0: Rhys what is your experience with
1: Love Actually With the experience I guess you could say like everyone's seen the famous Keira Knightley Andrew Lincoln card scene so yeah. that's how I knew of the film and then a few months ago you mentioned about doing a Love Actually podcast I'm like oh very cool so I was like you know what I'm going to give it a watch so I watched it and I thought it was really good, and I enjoyed it. Probably a new okay. favorite Christmas film that I watched in the middle of summer. <laughs> Prill.
0: And uh, Major, what's your experience with Love Actually, if any? Oh,
2: I've, I've, I've been a huge fan of this film since it came out. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just one of those films that instantly hit me. Um, rewatching it probably once a year, around Christmas time. But uh, I'll tell you, you know it may just be the climate uh, of today, but you know, rewatching it now, especially with that kind of eagle eye, you kind of see things uh, differently. And, and, you know, I'm a, I'm a father now. So a lot of this stuff and, and just having some experience going like, all right, that's, that's probably, you know, I think the thing is, is like, it's the relationships aren't the greatest, but you know what? That's, that's what love is. You know what? You know what I mean? It, it, it's never clear it's never uh this this great tied up in a bow uh situation and and i'll say it actually made me love it more
0: that's that's great and like for you to have seen it when it first came out it wasn't that big in america was it when it first came out i mean i don't know it was a year before me and lara were born yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> well. you know it's 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 hard to say because um uh, it's hard to say how big it was because I, I was just a, a movie goer. So I, I would show up at the theater and just kind of go, whatever's starting next, I will go watch. Um, and, and this just happened to be one of those that I I popped into the theater and, and just went, oh, I, I, I haven't seen any commercials for this. I, I don't really know what to expect. And and I watched it and was like, that is a delightful film. You know, same way with with uh, Notting Hill and and so many films. Um but, you know, this was one of those delightful, uh, delightful surprises.
0: We definitely love Richard Curtis movies on this show. Like, well, me having come from two minutes of that time. Richard Curtis is like, I won't go too in depth, we we'll talked about a lot. He's my, he's like my biggest hero as a filmmaker. So when I got to interview him for the podcast, it was just like, I can't believe this. And he's been, I like, I hadn't spoken to him before then, but he has been supporting the show. Like, I asked questions to him through his girlfriend's Twitter Like, she's on Twitter and she answers stuff for us. And they sent signed pictures. They've sent a a copy of the About Time script over. Right, Um, So they've been lovely people. So shout out to Richard and Emma, his uh, partner. And, yeah. So we open with Jamie and Aurelia. And I... You you may both have realized with your versions of the minutes that for some reason the subtitles weren't there. <laughs> oh,
3: I watched a version with the subtitles, so I yeah I, I did think on my I DVD. Yeah,
1: I just yeah. used my yeah. DVD as well. Like you asked. Mm. Yeah, well, I, I I
0: watched both. I watched the original the version without subtitles in the first place, and I got the gist of what she was saying from the number of times I've seen this. But yeah. then I watched it on the DVD as well because I get I get notes from the commentary so.
1: Yeah, yeah. So obviously, so, I mean, sorry. Go on.
0: No, no. Carry on. Carry on. No, it's
1: just you're probably gonna go into like the dialogue, aren't you?
0: Yes, sort yeah. of lightly. I was just gonna say, what do what do you think of the entire Jamie Aurelia story? Both of you, do you like it? Do you think it's overdone? Do you think it's cheesy? Do you think it's sweet? Um,
1: I think it's one of my favourite like storylines from it. Um, I enjoyed like that one. There was some like other storylines which I didn't enjoy as much. But I did like. I thought it's quite interesting. That scene that we're talking about at the moment, and not having the subtitles, that would not have worked at all <laughs> if I sure. just watched it and I'm like, oh okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> but obviously, because the subtitles are quite important in that scene, aren't they? Yeah. For like the comedic, they're falling in love kind of thing. Don't know why I said it like that, but yeah, it was. I like that story. was...
0: And major, what was what do you think of this? That the whole relationship overall—it's
2: my favorite relationship out of the entire movie. It, it really is, and and yeah, I was so overjoyed to actually get uh, these minutes. I, I think uh, I think Jamie is the person I would relate to most now, and and that's all saying watching this and going like, all right, there's a power dynamic here, there's a hierarchy, and uh, and to a certain extent. Uh, you know, he's a, he, so he is, by all accounts, uh, uh, an employer, you know, an, an employer of Aurelia. And in how much should he be, I guess, uh, uh, falling in love with her and, and how does that work? But, it, but that goes uh, again back to that's just kind of how it works. And especially pre Internet times, you know, pre match.com or, or something like that.
0: Yeah, and if you have a problem with that, then Daniel and that not, uh, not <laughs> David and Natalie are a big problem. Right.
2: Right. Right. <laughs> and, and and those are things that do stand out to you, but at the same time it's like, no, you fell in love with the people you were around. And uh and, and the people who surrounded you either at work or or you know, he's on holiday and and he's he sees this 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 woman. And, and kind of the thing is is that he sees her but this is only after, you know, after uh, some event occurs. And, and that kind of shows that he's kind of wrapped up before that, and he's kind of wrapped up in himself, and he's not really thinking about her. But uh, in all honesty, I mean, it's, it's my favorite—it is absolutely my favorite relationship.
0: Hmm. That's, the number of people who've said that has genuinely surprised me, because for me, it's been just—it's it's one of my least favorite parts. I think it's quite cliche. It's quite—like, it's all right. In another film, I'd watch it and I'd enjoy it, but to me, it's it's one of the least strong ones. So the fact that we've had this a few times, where people have said it's one of their favourite stories, and it surprises me. What about you, Lara?
3: I really like the story. I wouldn't say it's my. F- oh, I can't choose a favourite. I love it all so much, but it is like one of the ones that's up there because it is really cliche. I will give you that. It's what very percentage cliche. of your
0: love for it equals Colin Firth?
3: <laughs> okay, you read my mind. Shut up. But. <laughs> Colin Firth is sexy, leave me alone. <laughs> can you really
2: quantify um, that?
3: Yeah, I don't think you can. <laughs> but, like, yeah, it's really just Colin Firth, isn't it? He's, he's gorgeous.
1: Like, since we're talking about our favourite storylines, I guess, are we going into that? or? Yeah, we can do. Yeah? Sorry, I might be jumping ahead here. But I've got to say, right, I've got sort of two favourites here. There's David and Daniel. And then there's no Daniel. Yeah, or Daniel and Sam. And then, Daniel and Sam. And then yeah, David and Natalie. they might I think they're my two favourite. Okay. Like, yeah, Daniel
0: lines. and Sam for me definitely. I quite like Harry and what's his wife's name? Emma Thompson. Karen. 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 So um, to move on to this actual scene, um, when the phone starts ringing, there was originally a scene where he spoke to his ex-girlfriend on the phone but in the end they cut that because it's felt more like he was almost grieving his relationship and finding her as a rebound rather than actually falling in love with her. Um, ah. So I think that was a good cut. We we get we move on to I'm I'm going to skim through this this whole thing fairly quickly. Uh but we've got the probably one of the more iconic moments once again of the film with Aurelia um accidentally spilling all of the papers. <laughs> of um, the, the book he's writing, which is, it's a very, once again, it's, it's cliche, but it's fine. Like, I, it's a thing that Richard does in this film, wherein he, you've got the the run through airports, the the, the scenes like this, and it's just like, it's always felt to me, especially when doing the show, and Richard said this wasn't the case, that it's almost like he's sort of slightly spoofing on the genre. He's make love actually seems... To me, what scream is to horror films
2: wow, okay okay no i I, I can see that in it, in it, it, just the just the one thing is is why take the entire half the book down to the dock in the first place?
0: that's a good point it' it's, it's just like because like, he didn't write all of that while he was there right right <laughs> it, it,
2: it, And I, I could understand like okay i want I want to feel progress, so here's here's everything I've done so far, and that makes me feel like I'm getting somewhere.
3: Yeah, wait, no, I have an, I have an answer to that, because when authors are writing books and stuff, they might want to refer back to chapters and stuff, and yeah, maybe you shouldn't have taken them outside. But, like, I get the laziness in that. Like, you don't want to get up, walk in, look for, like, one thing, can't find it, and then go back, and then go, oh, wait, I know where it is, get up, go back. And but he's also like, not treating in that.
0: He's not treating them well, the papers. Like, he's going to get a coffee stain on that.
3: And he's, he's... put one of them under a rock
0: yeah like a the organization is just awful and mm. b like surely that's not the correct treatment of the papers like put them in a in a folder or a binder or
1: something
3: that would have saved them from blowing away
1: Mm-hmm. well did she lift and it
0: would have
3: helped with the plot
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> did she lift a mug off of it was it a mug or a rock she it's said a mug. it's a mug it, it was a mug, mug. Okay. but
3: there's a rock on the other papers
1: all right okay how yeah, sorry, many I th-
3: noticed he have have like, like that. Like, I, I'm one
0: for I'm one for leaving glasses and stuff on the side. But he's got a glass, he's got mm-hmm. two mugs and
2: a cup and saucer. Yeah, yeah. And,
3: People can drink as much as they want. Luke. And it,
2: in the scene <laughs> before, you know, he has four mugs on the table, and this one he has at least three and a glass of water. Um, which it makes sense if Aurelia is coming and bringing him down drinks. You know, she's not grabbing his cup, going and making a fresh cup of of tea, and then bringing it back down.
0: Yeah, but she's not the best maid if she's just leaving them all out. <laughs>
2: I figured it was just to He's show how much time, time he spent there. Yeah, right, right, right. They, the they were waiting for that way. swan to get in the right position for them to get the actual shot, and we're like, ah, it's gonna take a couple of more cups of uh, of tea here. Get some, get some Earl Grey.
0: With her saving the papers, like I'm not quite sure whether that we're supposed to think that actually all of them were saved. I don't think so. Imagine trying to organise that.
1: I was, and then so yeah, they, they weren't saved, Because were she, he just said, uh, "Leave it." In the end, yeah. Just, no, I think it is going too- back to the spoof thing that you're talking about—the whole, you know, getting undressed, then jumping in after them. So I well, think I that's ma- the biggest, maybe one of the biggest, like yeah. spoof kind of things that they might have been going on about. Do you know what I mean?
2: Like, well, I'd like to think yeah. that that's why they start laughing at the end. It's kind of like, yeah. oh, look at the futility of what we're trying to do here. Um, y- you know, I didn't even number the pages because what a pain <laughs> that is to do oh, on a yeah, typewriter.
0: It would be. Um, so apparently they had a 45-minute meeting on the color of her underwear. And blue is, is what they settled on. <laughs>
2: All right. Well, so uh, a well-done 45 minutes, in my opinion.
0: <laughs> and uh, you noticed a tattoo on her back she's a musician that's the cover of one of her albums like she's just promoting her album (laughs) with her tattoo (laughs) oh right
2: that's fantastic uh i i think in look i don't wear a lot of i I live in the desert okay i I don't wear a lot of turtlenecks but uh do you wear a collared t-shirt and an undershirt underneath a turtleneck is that how how i'm supposed to be wearing that
3: well you can like it's Obviously, you're gonna be bloody warm, <laughs> but like you can. Well, it's like like there's nothing wrong with it. Like
2: but... is in a sweater, a light dress, and half a camisole. You know,
3: it does. It to does though, seem odd really that he hasn't windy. buttoned
0: up the the shirt underneath at all, though, because that will just get so sort of like almost like tangled and whatnot that you'd think you'd do a couple of buttons up to just keep it in place. Um. But but then I guess if he was, Colin but I one guess one mind if we don't million. see it as he put them all on in one go, and more that he was wearing the the t-shirt and the shirt, and then thought, oh, I'll bung a bunger jumper over the top. Then I guess it's it's fine.
2: You know, if I could just uh, go back before they when they're back in the in the uh, yeah. the house, the the one thing that was added that I feel uh, was just so realistic is. They avoid touching each other. You know, when they're searching for the cell phone that's ringing, they avoid touching each other. And if you ever want to know how somebody feels about another person, pay attention to how much they'll avoid touching Mm. them because it's a dead giveaway. If they are attracted to them, they will not touch as if as if skin on skin is going to communicate something. And it's just a just a brilliant realistic like uh, uh detail to add in there like oh oh oh! i'm sorry i'm sorry I, nope nope we're not touching we're not touching and it's it's absolutely one of my favorite things about that
0: so clearly with this pandemic everyone's in love with everyone <laughs> 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 that's great that is <laughs> but seriously oh, to, to all the listeners uh, stay safe, stay masked um, I don't know, what's the I can't remember what Boris's campaign was this is going to be released in this is American distrib- distribution oh, Boris, anyway through Roberts so I've no idea what what campaigns you've got, just everyone stay safe and yeah, anyway so <laughs> um, Aurelia Barros was actually the name of a friend of Emma Freud and Richard Curtis and apparently Emma was kind of worried that they'd think that Richard was secretly in love with her because he named a character after her. Sure. Um I don't know. We should get in touch with the real Aurelia Barros and find out. Guest in the show. <laughs> Look at the car with the Cody EK. So I like when we when we see them in the car towards the end of this scene with them, yeah. that as opposed to when they first met, they're actually comfortable in the silence with each other.
1: Yeah, I guess are you talking about like when they stop talking and all that?
0: Yeah, like, they just sat in the car together in silence. And when they first met, they were he was trying to fill the silence because of, like, the, the discomfort. But I think it takes a lot to be comfortable in silence with someone. You have to be pretty close to someone to not feel awkward in just silence. Oh. I
2: guess
1: by the second point, though, they've spent time together, haven't they? Yeah. So they're sort of more comfortable, and they're getting to know each other. Because there's that language barrier, isn't there? Which I... Which is what I like about it. Like there's that barrier between them, yet they still
2: Yeah, I, still I in love do I do like the, the language barrier because it, it kind of frees them up. You know, they're they're talking to, to fill that silence and they're able to be completely honest, knowing that the other person can understand them and it's like, Yeah, I, I have no fear of, of you know, judgment or or rejection. I can just tell you what I'm thinking, and you don't understand me at all. And, and it's funny, because Portuguese uh, or Portuguese being a romance language, I would imagine I could understand some of it, but I do not understand like 99% of what she's saying. It, it, when I was watching it without the, the subtitles, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Mexican. I, I should understand Spanish in some way, and it's related in, in the, it being a romance language, but nope, nope, nothing except for her saying the water is cold. I'm like, oh, okay, I, I, I understood her there.
0: <laughs> the the only bit that, that got, which was mostly due to the hand gestures, honestly, which is when she's, we got that sequence, which I forgot to men- talk about, when he she's trying to guess what the book is about. Right. You know, a lot of the words for the genres are the same that she was saying, like, cream and romance. And, <laughs> you know, they were still the same, the, the English words, right. but right. I assume also Portuguese, um, which was quite Sweet, I liked it. I think it's probably good time wise to move on to Mark and Juliet's story. Unless we've just got any concluding thoughts on this Um, whole sequence of Jamie and Aurelia because we do come back to them in the end.
1: You remember um I think it was about time. I made i made a comment about falling in love and how unrealistic it is. Right. You remember when I made that comment? Well I've had time to think think about that. And while watching this film I made the same comment but then I thought again the whole Film is about love being unpredictable, which is the yeah. comp- which is the reply that you, you remember when um was it when I said that in the About Time podcast and it um, was like yeah love is he, he admitted uh, it had been mentioned that love was unpre- yes. unpredictable but watching that film I can actually see that yes some bits were a bit you know out of nowhere or unrealistic
2: yeah it, well it's
1: it's but, as like, if to say whole, you know what I'm saying? I' Not great yeah.
2: with words here, but... <laughs> it, well, it, you know, I, I was going to say, yeah. it, it could have been titled Love is Inconvenient instead of Love, Actually. Because <laughs> every story here is like, wow, this is inconvenient for me to uh, to be falling in love with you. you. You know, mostly with the Prime Minister, but here's, here's the one thing I wanted to conclude on with, with Jamie and Aurelia. Is it Jamie's tradition to bring his girlfriend to the French countryside where there's a housekeeper so the house isn't empty and then completely ignore her while he has a working well, holiday. Right yeah.
0: right. yeah, it's it's weird. I hadn't really thought about it, but yeah, it is weird that he... I don't know. Yeah, it's strange because, I mean, I guess it's nicer than leaving her at home while he goes off on this holiday, but also it's just strange either way. Does she have friends do they they didn't have a kid no like <laughs> yeah <laughs> it does seem a bit yeah a bit strange because we assume he normally he normally does it to go writing or maybe it was a holiday that they had booked and he just decided to use it to write
2: yeah that that that's fair that's fair yeah
0: it's it is it's strange so we move on to mark and juliet yes and i just love this this whole sequence we're gonna get onto it and i think it's just it's just brilliant
3: um Right. So I was when I actually watched it, cuz I watched it earlier today again. I just kept thinking I relate so much cuz like it's creepy. Like it is really creepy how he just focused on her a lot. But I really get it. Like if that's the person you like, you're going to want to pay attention to them as much as you can. So that I totally understand. That probably makes me sound like a creep now, no. but I totally get it.
0: i get it and once again it's the casting of andrew lincoln it's the idea that actually if you cast a lot of different people it would be quite creepy and weird and actually it's quite funny um on his uh on his vhs shelf the one that's facing (laughs) the camera is rear window (laughs) 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 which i don't think i've ever actually watched all the way through but that is about watching someone without their noticing pretty much. Oh, look. <laughs> so, look, if if it was
2: <laughs> if it was anyone less than Andrew Lincoln, this would be super creepy. But we're going to give him a pass because of those dreamy eyes, that fantastic hair, and and that strange sweater.
0: Kira Knightley in the in the opening moment we see her, uh, well for the whole scene with the hat. Yes. Um any comments on the hat because I do have a, a fact about why the hat, but I was wondering whether it's it's it stood out to you at all?
1: Hold on a second, let me just get.
2: Oh, it it stood out to me because it's oversized. You, you know, she's a she's a a very tiny person, and the hat just uh, it's it's about two sizes, not two sizes too big for her head. It just it gives her a bigger presence. So it it screams out on screen to me like this 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 doesn't belong here.
0: Okay, so when filming Love Actually. Kira Knightley was 18, right? So she actually turned up to filming and had a massive spot on her forehead. And that's <laughs> why the hat's here.
2: It's cover the spot. Yeah. That, that's a that's good that's game time actually. decision, right?
0: And I think it does weirdly make the scene here quite memorable. Like, the hat is just a thing I always remember about Kira Knightley and her, actually. It's like, oh, yeah, there's the scene where she wears the hat.
1: It's great. Did they just pull, like, a random hat out of props and costume? Or did they Probably. actually or did they have to spend 45 minutes talking about
0: it? <laughs> the color of the hat, yeah. <laughs> well, well, we see it more than Aurelia's underwear, I believe. It's just so different. About oh, it's on screen about.
1: for longer, isn't it? Yeah. It,
2: it, it's just so weird because, you know, when, when they introduce her, when they, when they do the, the, the focus pool on her, she's just so angelic at, at the wedding. And then they hide half of her behind this enormous hat. But, okay, that makes sense. Now that now that I know, she she had a huge spot on her head, right?
0: So, apparently, this whole sequence where they're watching the video is inspired by the end of Cinema Paradiso. Sure. Or Paradiso. Yeah. I've never seen it, but uh, Richard Curtis has explained that it's the reel of all the cut kisses from the film. And, yeah, that, that's what inspired it. So, I guess I'll have to go about watching that film at some
2: point. Wow, that's... Okay, so, um, it, I'm American, right? Can you guys talk to me about the uh, Banoffi pie? <laughs> <laughs> banoffee
1: pie? Isn't that like. I don't really know what it is. Is it like a coffee one or something? Is it coffee? Well, like it a, just sounds like, like coffee. Caramel I have no idea what
0: it is. It's um, bananas, cream, and
1: toffee. Well, it sounds delightful. Oh, banoffee pie. Yeah. I've, to be quite honest, I feel like. I have no idea
0: what it is. A th- yeah, is a thing which I hear people talk about, and I've never questioned it. But yeah. I'm now looking at pictures of banoffee pie, and I want some.
2: Yeah, it looks amazing. <laughs> yeah. But now, now having said that, banoffee pie uh, is a 10. Munchies is like a 2. I'm just not a yeah. fan. It, it, give me a flake. Give me a crunchy. Give me a violet crumble if you can't get a crunchy. But uh, munchies?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't mind munchies. It's nice that she brings food. But yeah, you're right. There is there is a big difference between <laughs> some <laughs> fresh banoffee pie and munchies. Yeah.
2: I mean, flake might be too suggestive, you know, just based off of the uh, the commercials. But uh, crunchy. Who doesn't love a crunchy? Mm-hmm.
0: That's true. I love Good a crunchy point. bar when it's been in the fridge for a while.
2: Oh, yeah. S- like S- when it gets S- just that, that again, sort sorry. of level of...
0: Crunchy bar when it's been in the fridge for a while, when it's got uh, kind of properly solid. Oh, I want crunchy now. <laughs> 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 um <laughs>
1: i not had one of them in ages. So, it's been a while.
0: One of my notes is that when she finds the um, the tape, it's called Peter and Juliet's Wedding. He put Peter's name first, which makes me think he's still in denial for how he feels about her.
1: Yeah. It's. Yeah, it must be. like, Or just to cover up the fact that if he'd just put Julie, it would have looked weirder. Then it well, yeah, if you is. just
0: said Julie, Juliet's wedding, it would seem a bit odd. Well, but The it, fact it, it, that it's not Juliet and Peter's wedding. It's, it's, or...
1: it's a bit odd anyway, but just not to add on to that oddness. Do you know what I mean? Like, because the whole scene, it's. I, I think you mentioned it earlier, it's very, like, awkward. But the fact it's Andrew Lincoln, we sort of just forget about that and. <laughs> we sort of. We let it slide.
0: Can you get a case for that VHS? <laughs> Don't just leave it out on the shelf or. Without... Oh.
1: Well,
2: okay, so he had to do some transition, right? Because it's it's a mini-DV camera camcorder that he's recording with. Then he's got to throw it on VHS so he can actually watch and, and edit it, although he probably shouldn't edit after doing a transfer. But but yes, you're, you're completely right. Like, if you were sitting there thinking, what should I title this? You just, because of how you feel, you're going to instantly go like, all right, Peter's name first. Peter's name first, and then Juliet, because...
0: Well, it's the same as you said about the, the touching thing. It's the same deal, really. It's the, it, it's the kind of go completely the opposite way, which is what he does here with, with the fact that she says later on, we never, we never talk. Right. It's like he's gone so far on the other end of not even wanting to be anything close to close. Well, it,
2: because he, you know, uh, uh, earlier in the film, uh, Laura Linney's uh, character is asking him, do, do you love him? And he says no, but I think the reality is he does, not in a romantic way, obviously, but he, he loves his friend. And that's why he's trying to protect himself, he's trying to protect Peter, and he's trying to protect Juliet. And the fact that, and this is later in the film, but the fact that that uh, Juliet comes and gives him the speech that she gives him, you know, I know we haven't been the greatest of friends, and, and but I'm hoping that can change. It yeah, shows pretty much now. just how much... She loves Peter, so so. In later on, when when people have that question of like, well, wait a second, why did why did she kiss him or, or something like that? Like, is she into Andrew Lincoln's character? It's like, no, she is she is all in on Peter, and she is trying yeah, to make that, this work. Even
0: Hugh Grant commented on the commentary. He said, "What does she actually think?" To like Hugh Grant apparently thought that she just wanted both of them. So even Hugh Grant and the commentary misread the film. Yeah. But no, I, you can definitely see that she loves Peter. I wish we got a little bit more of Peter, but it might have made it harder for us to relate to Mark.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. While, while Juliet's giving him his speech, Andrew Lincoln is giving the best jaw acting I've ever seen. He is chopping <laughs> down and displaying anguish at, like, just the right times. It's... It's really something to see.
1: No, yeah, I, did. I noticed that as well. and I noticed that, like, if there was an Oscar for jaw acting, <laughs> I mean, Andrew <laughs> Lincoln would have it down. Every year he would have won that, even if he didn't release a film that year. He wasn't even, like, nominated for it, and he won. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm going to have to watch rewatch Walking Dead just to see his jaw acting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm just going to move on to the actor. She finds the video... They would watch it. Kira Knightley's performance of watching it is just
2: amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You you can read everything you need to read into it. And 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 it's not in it, I don't even think it's open to interpretation. I think she plays it perfectly.
0: Yeah, because at first she finds it nice, then she's she and also she when she realizes it, she's still complimented by it yeah it's not that she's like offended by it she knows it's awkward she knows it's bad but she also finds it quite sweet as well
1: yeah i think like, yeah it, you it, know it, after they've watched it she says something like along the lines but you hate me or something is that what she says yeah was that like something like that a statement or a question
0: let me find like, do you know out what i mean like, like she's, she's like yeah.
1: but you like was she asking I don't know where I'm going with I it. Think... I, knew, I knew where I was no, going with this, know, but my it mind... Was, um, she, says, stroke.
0: <laughs> she said, um, but you never talk to me. You always talk to yeah. Peter. You don't like me. Yeah,
1: like
2: that. Well, because like, that was the whole purpose him, like, of her showing but up. But why did right? you do
1: that? You don't like me or something. Do you know what I mean? Where I'm going with this. I don't know where I'm going with it. Not the best day to do a podcast.
0: <laughs> so the scene we get here... Okay, of sorry, the can video, I... that was
2: yeah. I? Think, I
1: think I know where I was going with that question. You know, with the whole dialogue thing but the, like...
2: I thought is she asking a question, right?
0: Yeah. She, says, yeah. she said, but you don't like me. Does, I think is what is she, she said.
1: does she think that he still doesn't like her? Or is she confused why he'd done it? Do you know what I mean? Is she confused, like, you don't like me, why did you do this? Is she taking that video as a compliment, or is she taking it as, like, a... I think you know she's I mean?
0: taking it as a compliment, but she's trying to find a way out. She's trying to have him explain it in a better way. Yeah. You know, like, maybe she's, she does that and she's expecting him to say, oh, well, my video of Peter's over there.
1: Yeah,
0: You know, she's, she, she's pretty sure about it, but she wants to search every other possibility first before she goes to, he's in love with you. Which is fair point. When he's actually at the wedding with the, with the camera, it just reminds me of American Beauty. Yeah. <laughs> just... that's, that's a good point.
2: Well, I, you know what? One thing that was funny, is because I said, you know, if this was anybody less than Andrew Lincoln, it would be creepy. What if this was, uh, let's say, Roan Atkinson, right? Yeah. And she's watching. It <laughs> have,
1: might have been taken more of a comedic way, maybe, if it was Roan Atkinson. I don't know, because yeah. he's got that whole comedic vibe. You know, like, actors, they have their... A lot of actors, they have their stuff genre. So, Jim yeah. Cruise action. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? So I'm wondering if it yeah. would have had a different tone, like a completely different tone, if it was.
2: Yeah, that that's mm. fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um. So
0: this tape was shot by a guy called Jonathan, who was just around during filming, and Richard just asked him to get beauty shots of Kira, which, let's be frankly honest, is not difficult.
2: Oh, come on, <laughs> easiest uh, five hundred bucks he ever made, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. So. Have we got anything more to say other than just how great Kira's performance is here?
2: Uh, not no, really. no, we 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 can move so, on to Dido. Just
1: something about the whole film. I kind of mentioned it earlier about like love being uh, unpredictable, but then this whole film sort of it it's comes in like all different. I'm going to say shapes and sizes, although it's not shapes and sizes. But do you know what I mean? Like it comes in different forms. Yeah. So like, no, with I like it. Bill uh, Billy Mac and. I forgot his... Joe. Joe. Like, there's the whole friendship, love. There's marriage. There's yeah, there's friendship, father and son father-son love. father-son, yeah. Like, he,
0: he goes a little further in About Time. Best friend's with, girlfriend. With and... the different types of love. But he does hit, yeah. Have you seen About Time, Major? Yeah.
2: Yes, yes. It, only because I was listening to your podcast, and I was like, all right, it's time for me to start watching this, because this... Oh, well, thanks for listening to the yeah, show. Yeah, I was like, this sounds amazing. And, and I was reluctant before, because I was like, ah, this looks heavy. This looks like a a bummer of a movie, but uh, no, it turns out to be. It's well, I'm glad not.
0: we can introduce people to it, and and thanks thanks for listening. Where where are you up to in the show, by the way?
2: Uh, let me see where. Well, actually, I was uh, just listening to when Reese was on, huh. uh, which was
1: unfortunately.
0: Bit... <laughs> I like Reese because it was your first like podcast experience. I think over your three episodes, you can see sort of your development in podcast confidence.
1: Yeah, I guess. And then and a...
0: when, we you, when we have you back later on for the, towards the end of the show, like for the specials, it's so different.
1: In what, like, in what way?
0: In the sense that you're a lot more like, confident and talking and joking than before.
1: All oh, right, Yeah. Which sort of yeah. gone downhill in this one where I've been just sitting messing around with a roll of tape again. <laughs> just listening to... <laughs> oh,
0: it's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm big fidgety yeah. as well today it, so it takes a while to get str- used to
2: just joking into a microphone or or you know talking into a microphone yeah 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 i, I always it's laugh great. because you, you know we before we start the podcast we, my my co-host and i talk about it for about a half an hour beforehand and then we go into it and our voices change <laughs> completely <laughs> you know it's like yeah 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 f- that guy whatever whatever Anyway. Hello and welcome to Reflex Point. You know, it it turns into like broadcast <laughs> I voice. I
0: think my voice is different, but I'm not quite. Sure. I
2: it's not. It's not. I I, I no, do kind is. of listen for that. Um, no, you're you're very natural, and you know, especially uh, on your intros and on uh, two minutes about time. It's such a smooth way to go in, but yeah, you know, make also it
1: slow really well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. But Thanks. but keep in mind that's that's because you know I'm. I'm always impressed by uh, an English accent.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a, it, it's the number it's like, it's, a, it's like a instant advantage on American on, <laughs> American 100% 100%, is 100%.
2: <laughs>
0: which is annoying. I've said this before I think and uh is that I lost one of my other charms of movie by Minutes by doing this show which was being the youngest movie by minute podcast host. <laughs> Lara is three days younger than me.
1: Oh, so you've just missed out there. Yeah, just missed out. And I
0: only realized I was the youngest when I started this. like i I, I checked in the group chat like about a month before I started the show, just to ask, and it was like, yes, turns out I am. So I think I did one or two guest spots deliberately where I said, introduce myself as the youngest host, just while I still could.. <laughs> um, before... So there's a line that Andrew Lincoln if... says in this scene yeah. where he says it's a self-preservation thing you see. Right. What on earth does that mean? So <laughs> well, I we... had I'm
1: a bit like slow like, these past couple of days or years. Um <laughs> and I had to like sort of self-preservation it's like um survival instinct or something isn't it? Yeah, but Wait. I just
0: don't get what on earth he's trying to... Is he talking his... about lunch?
1: I think he's talking about leaving. He's leaving for like a... Like when he leaves, he says it's like a... The self-preservation. Yeah, uh, so the
0: full, the full line is, hope it's useful. Don't show it around too much. It needs a bit of editing. Look, I've got to get a lunch. Early lunch. You can show yourself out, can't you? It's a self-preservation thing, you see. You see, I... Yeah, maybe I've he's just... just talking about no, leaving. He's
1: trying to save himself.
2: I read it as you know. him trying to explain their relationship about why he never talks to her um, and why he only talks to Peter and why he doesn't seem to like her. Just just saying, look, you get it now based off of off of the video. Um, you know, I'm in love with you, but I just can't have any kind of one on one talk with you. It, it it just doesn't work. It's a self-preservation thing. I'm I'm trying yeah. to be a good mate, you know?
1: That does make sense. I think that makes more sense than his leaving for self-preservation. That does make more yeah, sense. Yeah, no, that, the whole that does. That does doesn't make talk sense. Because, yeah, no, that does. Yeah, I like how he yeah.
0: pretends that there's nothing wrong. I think just the fact that he does the whole "hope it's useful, don't show it around too much" needs a bit of editing. <laughs> I I like that. The fact that he's just trying to pretend. Part of him saying maybe she didn't actually notice. Well, you have to.
2: <laughs> you, you have to think. Her knowing and, and him knowing that she knows destroys his reality, right? Like he, he has to acclimate to this new reality where she knows everything that's going on and she may go and tell Peter and that may ruin that relationship. You know, there, there's consequences to this whole thing. It's what he's been trying to avoid. And I, I know he's had thought upon thought about how this was going to play out you know whether they broke up and, and he was a shoulder to cry on or he eventually said to peter hey look i know things didn't work out with you do you mind if i take a pass at it you know this this certainly wasn't this this unexpected arrival certainly wasn't how he was expecting it to to come out but he he has to take some time to to think about it and i think that's why he eventually leaves
1: do you think that cuz she didn't tell Got character names. I keep forgetting their names. Peter. Do you think. Uh, is that the husband? Yes. Peter, yeah. Do you think. Like, she didn't tell Peter because she thinks there's something there as
2: well? Or
1: do you think it's more to
0: save her relationship? Maybe she doesn't want to ruin their, Peter's friendship yeah, with Mark.
2: Yeah, I think she loves him so much she wants to protect him.
0: Or maybe she did tell him.
2: We just don't know. We don't know. Ah, uh, that's, that's. Like, fair. we assume
0: not, but there's no reason to actually believe that she didn't
1: yeah yeah i mean there's a lot of stuff that might have happened off screen
0: if if so mark doesn't know that peter knows knows, right yeah but there's no reason that he doesn't because it does seem kind of weird with their relationship and maybe that's almost a way of leaving the viewers on edge the idea that if she didn't tell mark maybe there is something there and maybe she'll get she didn't tell peter maybe she will get with mark and there's that little
1: Bit of maybe not like this, which is yeah. get with him just knowing that she does have some sort of feelings some sort of feelings for him that's a word yeah that makes sense like you know yeah yeah i think that's what, well that's what we're kind of saying anyway but like just knowing that she has some sort of relationship or feelings about him i'm just repeating myself now
2: i don't know either. But, yeah I, I,
1: I, don't I was gonna really say
2: I, what else to say I'm, I think that I think the bit, f- <laughs> feeling she would have for for him for for Mark would be empathy. You know, it, it it's not going. to And I think, yeah, I I think it's empathy. I, I think she just feels how closely she is or how close he is to uh, Peter, and uh, and she doesn't want to make this all work. And she's very young.
0: She probably respects the fact that he isn't trying to break up their marriage.
2: There you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that works.
1: Yeah.
0: Because at this point, he isn't. You know, she's seeing that, and she's like, oh, you like me, but also she sees that he loves Peter, doesn't want to ruin that there. He didn't tell her, and she probably doesn't see it as a weird, creepy thing. She probably sees it as quite a sort of sweet little crush.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because he's not being, like, forceful with it. He just wanted to let her know how he feels, I guess. Which is, but you, you would know. think,
0: wouldn't you, with, with with Mark with the video, because he's even almost trying to hide from himself that he likes Juliet. Why didn't he film Peter a bit more at the wedding? <laughs>
2: Maybe because you well, think he would, uh, right? Well, here's the thing. I came about by not uh, or by uh, on this rewatch. I initially thought that they had had him as the videographer. But he's not. Yeah,
0: I did it first. Yeah. yeah,
2: but he's not. They, they had a whole... They, they hired someone else. He's just showing up, you know, again, in that West Benton kind of like uh, American Beauty kind of style. Like, I got to remember this. Um, he's just showing up with his own camera.
1: But then I'm guessing they would have thought that he was filming it for his friend, you know.
2: Well, I, 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 I really thought like... That he was going to get
0: a bit more... If he was like a film guy... If they'd ordered a professional videographer, but he was a guy who, you know, makes a lot of videos anyway. Because there are the types of people who carry a camera around a lot. Yeah. Like my granddad's like that. He'll Any any big thing, or anything he goes to, he'll bring the camera. And I, I used to for a while. I used to carry a camera around just to get random B-roll. I mean, technically. Like, I'd just take it and it's like, oh, if, if I see something nice that I could insert into a film, then I'll take my camera just in case, you know.
1: Technically, everyone's carrying a
2: camera now, aren't they? Way. Yeah, yeah fair that's enough.
1: true. If he
0: was doing yeah. it on his, if he was taking a couple of photos or videos on his phone now, no one would question it. Yeah. It's Time, how time, time changes. So let's go into Dino. yes, Dido. Um, <laughs> so, um, so what do you think of Andrew Lincoln's walk at the end when he keeps turning back?
3: That's adorable, and I'm not gonna lie, I've done that before.
0: <laughs> yeah, I liked it because I feel like. It's almost what your mind is doing. Like, you're probably not so physically circling as he is.
3: Oh, no, I I have done that. <laughs> okay.
0: At least I've... am like physically that...
1: deciding what to do. Like, not Yeah, well, like, when your like, mind's oh, on my, should I go it? back? No, no I shouldn't. So, yeah, you probably, you probably feel
0: like you're doing that, or you think you're doing that, but I'd imagine a lot more is in your head. It's why I quite like how he just projects that.
2: Dido's No Angel was is my go-to sad music. <laughs> This entire album is amazing. It Came out about the time I I graduated high school.
0: I'm not that <laughs> familiar with Dido, to be no, honest.
2: No, that, that makes sense. Most people weren't until uh, Eminem did "Thank You" or "Stan," but she's she's quite brilliant.
0: It's it's a, it's a love. It's a it's a nice sequence. A nice piece of music here. Apparently, Dido had sent them like her latest album and they just wanted to pick a track at this point and i think they said they ended up not picking one from that album and it was from a different one i don't know i'm not that familiar with when what came out when my only note for this sequence is just to love this his acting is just incredible here and it does work great with the music richard did comment on the commentary about how often you he writes or plans a piece of music for a film and it doesn't end up working or doesn't end up coming in so for example he really wanted gold in them hills for love actually which is in About Time. Ron Sexsmith's amazing Goldenham Hills. Shout out to Ron Sexsmith, who's a lovely guy. Um, <laughs> Ron Sexsmith's amazing Goldenham Hills. He wanted in Love Actually, and he couldn't put it in there. And then ten years later, he goes and puts it in About Time. There was also another one of Ron's songs called Wasting Time that he had written uh, that he had wanted was listening to when working on Love Actually, not Love Actually but on Notting Hill and I planned to put that in Notting Hill and it ended up not fitting. So it's quite interesting how much music is like considered when writing that ends up not making the final cut.
2: Well, I would love to know what the music budget was for this movie. Well, there's another bit. There's, there's a bit of visual
0: clearance. We've got to talk about later on in this episode as well. <laughs> <laughs> sure, but sure. No, it's incredible.
2: So, so, okay. So, so Mark's walking away, right? And it, and he does that back and forth thing, but he's initially upset, and he does that frustrated like scream, and completely understandable. he's been found out, right, and there's gonna be consequences. he doesn't know what they're gonna be, but then he does that walk along the the concrete where we where we see him from the back, and he does that that hand reaching out to fill the concrete, and it's almost it's almost as if he has a bit of relief, like all right, the thing I've been wanting to say. Has been said, or or the thing I've wanted to be out there is, is out there, and whatever happens happens. But at least I don't have to carry around this this big facade or this secret anymore. It, it's just this, and, and and it all happens while this song, uh, by Dido, is is playing. And again, it, you know, I talked about it before. It's that new reality that he's going to have to go. I imagine he's just going to go have you know a a cup of tea and some biscuits and and kind of kind of release all that stress he's had for however long juliet and peter have been together
0: yeah i i it's just the whole performance the whole thing is just beautiful it's like it's one bit from love actually that tends to make me tear up most times and i think we maybe needed this in order to relate to mark and like him enough when we get the cards a bit later on
1: so, I do agree with you by the fact that he's managed to get something off his chest and he's not or off his shoulders. So, he's, he's so he, English, Reese. Here we go. <laughs>
3: yeah, I, I do agree <laughs>
1: with you with like he's managed to get it off his shoulders. He can now sort of relax a bit more and not have to worry about keeping this massive secret. Although, he does have to deal with what they might think. Is still kind of relieved. I'm
0: gonna, I'm gonna open up about something here that's possibly gonna make me sound really weird. Every now and again, when I'm out Good on a walk, I practice my emotional walking montage acting, and I don't know why. It's just every now and again, I kind of just, <laughs> just practice to it if there's no one there. Um, it's just do it because, like, I don't really do it. Uh, As I'd like school productions, I was in like amateur theatre. I don't really do a ton of acting, but it's the thing that's always interested me. I want at some point in a film I'm doing to have, like, a, a supporting role. Um. So, yeah. Have you ever been caught? Don't think so. Doing your... Um. You don't think so? But I'm also... You've got your okay. I'm also one of those very, sort of, loud sing-along to a, what I'm listening to while on a walk people, as well, when there's no mm. one else there. But there's always that moment when you're singing and someone comes around the corner. And like you know, <laughs> you, you stop when they come past, but you know they've heard you up to that point. Yeah. Sure.
2: No, no. Often I, no, often like I kind silence
0: of silence as you're walking past. Often it. I slide the song into humming, and then stop.
2: <laughs> it's kind of like uh, all right, just so humming loudly. <laughs> <laughs> cover up. Man. You didn't hear since, we're, since we're we in confession corner it. here, <laughs> every time I get into my car, I look back because I imagine someone's taking one of those spy shots. <laughs> You know, like yes. like I'm gonna end up in a dossier in some in some way, and I, and I do that like that look around my shoulder, and then I get into the car, or when I open a door, same thing. You know, the front door, <laughs> I, I do the the around the shoulder thing, and and my dream is that one day I get a package in the mail, <laughs> and it's a black and white shot of me looking around, looking over my shoulder, like who's watching me, and and somebody from. A hundred yards away, took it with a with a you know some kind of lens that 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 could bring in. I love. Um, that. So I don't think it's I don't think it's that weird, Luke. I don't think it's that weird. It's good. No, that that's great. I can just imagine
1: you like opening the door, turning around, and then slowly walking in. So, absolutely. Like, so at, confession like, corner actually is, is
0: today's episode title.
1: Um. <laughs> I don't think I have any confessions. I might think of one.
0: We get this little bit with the yeah. prime minister uh, talking to Annie about Natalie and how he wants her to be redistributed, and right. I don't know what to think about this.
2: I, I don't, I don't love it. I don't, I don't love it. I don't like it. And 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 uh, Reese, are you okay? Yeah, it's all right. I just knocked something over. <laughs> okay, <laughs>
1: okay. Um, I was gonna I, go. With, I was gonna go with some swear in there when. Billy messes up his lines, but I'm like, sure. I better not. I was just going to oh, fuck, fuck. What was it oh, fuck, fuck, bugger shitting ass? That's and exactly hole. it. There you Last go. There you go. <laughs> Damn. I'm proud of myself. There, I've been practicing. <laughs> That's my confession. Before I go to bed, <laughs> if there's a line I like in a film, I'll go over it in my head and be like, "Okay, I like that." When um, we were when so we were reading that dialogue that in
0: episode one, like the bleeping was just both painful but really satisfying at the end.
1: <laughs> <laughs> how many how many times did you have to mess around with like bleeping? In that I'm
0: episode? not sure. I like I like I like oh. bleeping. To be honest, it's a weird thing I actually quite enjoy.
1: I like just any episode with Billy in he always has some something to say. It's a shame we haven't got much
0: Billy I'm... this week. well, this episode? We had a hint of him in the background
2: on the TV. Yeah, but now I, li- I like yeah. Billy. I have more of an issue of a boss saying, "Look, I just cannot keep my hands off of this lady. Yes, it's just it's getting in the way, and we need to reassign her. and And does reassign really mean? that we're going to fire her or that she's going to get moved over to another part of the, of the house.
1: I, I, th- I don't think it's as much as he, obviously it's partly because of like, he likes, he likes her. And in a way, I think that he s- sees her as somewhat of a distraction, but has that, has the, you know, the USA, us president been yes. yet. And had that yeah, whole happened. thing. So I think that might, also be maybe part of it not because of like her but more because of yeah well him. the president thing you
0: know uh... I mean? if it was as like a, his, if it was instantly his, like... after the president thing that would actually make sense
2: yeah yeah and, and i just don't like that he is in this stance of like i'm being moral by sending her away
3: i think it was i think it was the right thing to do it obviously it was the hardest thing to do but it was definitely the right thing cuz like He's the bloody Prime Minister. He needs to get his stuff together. And, like, he can't get too distracted. So I think it was definitely, like, the right thing to do.
0: Yeah, I think whatever he did would have been bad either way. Like, there there was there is no way out of this situation, really. Because her working under him does give them that dangerous power dynamic. So for him to fire her is preventing that from happening, which is kind of good. But then he's also kind of suggesting that she's only there for him. Uh, which I guess in her job she kind of is, but suggesting that she's uh, that his um, self control is more important than her job, it's I don't know. Hey, y-
2: you should be able to control yourself, buddy.
0: That, I think that's why it's important that he said to redistribute her rather than just to fire her. So we assume that she at
2: least got an- another good job out yeah. of it. Yeah. And 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 you know, back to the to the president to the U.S. president when when they do talk, you know, she. She's apologizing because she doesn't understand. Yeah. And that's uh, yeah. that's it, so sad, you know, that she's like, I'm I'm so sorry about that. And he's like, uh it's really my own thing. It's but I was I, I was a stand-up guy. I was super moral by sending you away and and you know, she's okay. Well, hold on. Let's let's answer the question. Is she fired or is she just moved? I say actually location.
0: moved. I say maybe not even within Downing yeah. Street. I think I think she was sure. given a good Reass- job, but somewhere else in Parliament.
1: Yeah, doesn't that what doesn't that isn't that what yeah, Well, means, I think like
0: it's re- re- redistribute is
1: what he said.
2: Oh, redistribute is that not what?
1: Yeah, that's that's what
0: that means. I. Said. What
2: did I say? Yeah, me too, me too. But I, but I was also wondering, like I don't know, is that like saying, hey, go take care of this guy? You know, like like a mobster would say, like go take care of him. Or, uh oh. <laughs> you know, something like that. Obviously, she's not going to be yeah. killed. But is it like, yeah, let's go ahead and let her go and uh nobody will be the wiser. So, yeah, OK, if she still has a job, I'm OK. I, I, I'm more OK with that. It's just it's more of a, I guess, a, a privilege. You know what I mean? I'm prime minister. I cannot keep my hands off of you or cannot keep my thoughts away from you. And I don't like what happened with the president. So uh, I'm going to feel like I'm protecting you.
3: Yeah, it's almost like he let her go because he liked her. But in the short, well, in the long run, he's kind of also ruined her life. Well, not ruined her life, but ruined her life in the short term, actually. Because, like, she needed that job. She, like, she's like, she lives on the rough end of wherever, so.
1: I was expecting a lot more of a fallout from that. It's sort yeah. of just like she lost her job and then, like, but she kind of lost her job. And then a couple scenes after, you know, they're talking again. You know, usually in yeah, like I th- that, I that, have kind quite... of a fallout from it. And they have a, fall- a fallout.
0: I would have quite liked him talking to Natalie and maybe actually telling her that. Saying, yeah. like, it's... Like, not, not asking her out or anything, but literally just explaining that that's why. And saying he doesn't think it's comfortable, it's not really fair for him to... To use his abuse his position of power because then the audience would also know that he knows that it's a position of power that's dangerous, yeah.
1: See, it's another one of them, it's morally wrong, like but it's sweet, do you know what I mean? Like the whole mark and yeah, uh, I it
0: it makes sense. Keeps getting the character names, he's 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 trying, he has to abuse his position of power in order to not be abusing his position of power, like he's her boss, yeah, so he. It would almost be sweeter if he stood down. I know that would be weird and, like, too much. But if he stood down from being Prime Minister for her... Mm, I think
1: but then that them could them
0: also be abusive. Maybe over the top. Yeah, and, and if she wasn't so right. keen on him, that would seem abusive in him putting that pressure on her. But essentially, you understand that he's trying to not be her boss anymore... But, as well, because he knows that that would be an abuse of power. But I don't know. Yeah,
1: it's... yeah. That's what I, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's that. There's the morals. When he it. first it's... sees her, he says something like...
0: like, "How inconvenient!" And it's true. It really is. It's inconvenient. There is no easy get out of jail free card for this. So, on <laughs> the lighter side of love, Daniel and Sam, what do we think?
1: <laughs> I, I like it. It's it's as I said before. It's one of my favourite like storylines. Like the character storylines, like the whole father-son relationship.
2: Well, here's the thing I love about it. And, and, and as a father, I, 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 here's the thing that I think parents can learn from. Daniel never nullifies Sam's feelings. No. You know, he starts to. He, he says, like, well, aren't you only 11? Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, he doesn't look 11. My gosh. But, no, uh, the actor's yeah, yeah, 13. Weird view.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like he's seven. Yeah. To be honest, Thomas Sangster um, still looks pretty young.
2: Yeah, is, is, yeah is fair it, enough. I fair really, enough, yeah.
1: I remember watching, a—he uh, was on the talk show, and he was talking about how he's always looked younger and how people come up to him and think, like, he's 15 or something, but isn't he actually, like, 25 he's, or something? He's, he's like, 30
0: moment. now, but, like... Is he 30? Okay. But, like, I mean, I haven't seen Maze Runner, but I've seen clips from it, and he still looks really young in them.
2: Yeah. 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 That's... That makes me feel old, mm-hmm. but uh... <laughs> but yeah, he, you know.
0: Um, did
1: I finish my sentence before today? About the I don't know if I did because I looked at my phone and something popped up. But I was talking about the father son relationship, how they start off apart and then they slowly yeah. start to draw closer and use that. They use love as a way of anchoring their relationship, like trying to get right. Sam with what what's the girl's name? Uh, Joanna. Crack, the one he joanna and how they use that to grow grow their relationship and like well it, it's i guess the a, a main visual part is the them watching titanic and that we actually see the, the father-son relationship start to form a lot clearer there
2: well that's one of the the great things because you know uh because of the backstory we have for daniel daniel knows the value of love right because it's been taken from him and and that's the only way to truly appreciate the value. Um, and, and he's looking at it, and he does realize that it's, it's both joyful and sorrowful. and, and you know, this, this kid is feeling the exact same things. because if you think of yourself when you're 11, you feel like a fully formed human being. And I think that's the big mistake that, that parents make is they think of their children as children and not as people. You know, uh, children are people, and, and they deserve every respect and every right that a a you know a forty year old person deserves. Yeah. You know, it, I like how it, he it, treats to a large extent
0: like, like even in just his um yeah like he swears in front of him earlier on just casually. There's no apologizing right. for it or anything, which admittedly yeah. isn't the relationship I have with my parents because we're not really sweary types but i think it's the same sort of idea of just treating you like an adult not being patronizing anything like that not saying oh don't repeat that but actually because essentially through losing his mother he has become an adult way earlier than he should have to
2: right right and and, and he doesn't try to go ahead
1: i'm saying it's great how they like sort of treat they treat each other as equals don't they like as you said with the swearing because he's a stepdad as well have you noticed so it's
0: like he's not even
1: like birth biologically biologically.
0: yeah it's like he's just got a friend who's got no no strings attached per se obviously he has because he's legal carer but no expectation
3: yeah i guess because like obviously he doesn't have to do that for sam but he chooses to anyway Obviously, he has to look after him, but he doesn't have to do all that yeah. extra stuff that he does with him. So, yeah, that does make it a lot sweeter.
1: Yeah. I think in, in the Titanic scene, even Sam says something, doesn't he? He swears or something.
0: Maybe. Let me have a look.
1: He's, I'm pretty sure he says something. Or in one of the scenes, he's, he swears and they sort of just go with it. I think you know? he he one thing he I does, have... he says s*** at some point, doesn't
2: he? Yeah, he yeah. does say s***. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But yeah.
1: well, another well, thing, which I think is great with their relationship, is throughout the film, I'm pretty sure Sam's calling in Daniel. Yes. Like he keeps calling in Daniel. And then by the end, after the show, Sam calls Daniel dad.
2: Oh, I, I was bawling. I was I, bawling at the I point I feel like back. I oh my, subliminally oh,
0: realized, but I'd never actually kept track of it. But I'd, I'd realized that there was some yeah, big emotional thing about that. It's just lovely. I
2: only realized it in this rewatch. Last night, absolutely.
0: There's a very similar moment in um have you seen Goodnight Mr. Tom?
2: No.
1: Goodnight, Mr. Tom. Can I can I tell a little story sure. on this rhyme? Sure. Right? right, so know the little boy. Yeah. He's my cousin. What,
0: in good night, Mr. Tom?
1: Yeah. That's cool. Wow. He's my like <laughs> second cousin, yeah. Is um is like my so he's my second cousin, is my so is my dad's cousin. So it's on my dad's side. Uh hold on a sec. Sorry. Yeah, he's his my second cousin. He's at the moment is doing like theatre stuff in London, I believe, is what yeah, I was I'm last told. Him he he, hasn't, been, so I've never met he him. hasn't
0: been in any film since two thousand and three. Um
1: no, he's doing like London Nick, Nick Robinson. That. Yeah. That is It's like my I did, granddad's side. I
0: did not expect it mentioning a fairly obscure film for you to just say that's my cousin <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's so cool. Yeah. It's, it's, that that that's what my like my I was talking to my granddad and my nan about it because like obviously it was when I was starting college and wanting to do like films and um like filming things and all that and then my nan goes like re- mentions that uh mentions his name and says that um that he does stuff and I'm like oh okay and then he goes it's so is your second cousin and I'm like sorry what. And like damn. Um <laughs> like 'cause it's my dad's cousin. And I was like, hey, I'm I'm related to someone in the business.
0: That's good. Well, Nick Robinson, if you're listening, get in touch, guest on the show, Luke at lukeallen.co.uk. I'm gonna definitely put in the description Reese's celebrity cousin. Oh, <laughs> um <laughs> Uh but yeah, no it's, it's a lovely film. So then we've got Daniel and Sam and Joanna's moving to America. And actually before I forget, I was watching a film with Liam Neeson this week. I was watching The Commuter, which is a it's a good movie. Uh can't remember the name of Liam Neeson's character, but I found it really weird and it's got to be intentional that the supporting characters in the film were called Danny, um, Karen and Joanna. <laughs> like surely uh, that yeah that's got to be deliberate there is no way that that was <laughs> an accident um, so shout out to the commuter anyway so what do you think about Joanna moving to America and then uh, Daniel and Sam watching Titanic together
3: obviously it's like really really sad for um, bloody hell Sam so it, it's just, just really depressing for him but it's really nice how how his stepdad could be there for him. I'm blanking. I'll keep forgetting their names. Bloody hell. Um, but it's, it's just really sweet how it, it's, it looks like it's like really late at night. And then he's like, that's it. We're going to watch Titanic just to like help him through it. He was just literally looking at Sam's mum, like grieving. And he's just turned around happy and helping Sam, which I think is really adorable. And then he sat down and watched a film with him to yeah. like help him. A flipping really long sweet. film
0: for late at night as well.
3: <laughs> Fucking literally, it's a three-hour film, mind you.
0: It's longer than Les Arab. I know. Three two, hours. Les Mis is two minutes, uh, two hours and thirty-nine minutes. Oh, it's
3: two minutes, <laughs> Luke. Is it two minutes? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Maybe our Mis show is going to be a
0: lot, a lot easier to do than uh, than we thought.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, two seconds. <laughs> so
0: the Titanic, that must be expensive to get the rights to show that, surely.
2: Yeah, it, it must who be, distributed yeah. it? Is it the same? Universal? Is it the same? Yeah, I was gonna say it, it had to be, right? They just had it in their their wheelhouse, and honestly, it wouldn't be the movie I pick, but you know, not really because it was it doesn't huge at the time.
0: Great, no, it's Paramount Pictures and 20th Century Fox.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh wow.
0: So that's like a specific reason.
2: Yeah. So uh, Richard Curtis must have specifically wanted that movie and paid through the nose. In the same way that the entire music budget must have cost him at least, you know, one point five million. Yeah. Um, did we know the budget on this movie? Um,
0: Thirty million. I just, I googled it earlier. Wow. Well, he 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 yeah, had it, just a few does... years prior made four weddings and a funeral, like, sure. which was at that time the most successful British film of all time. So, like, I I guess they weren't afraid of giving him money. <laughs>
2: yeah yeah that that makes sense 30 million doesn't seem like it just because it's you know it's chock-a-block with the with stars
0: yeah well i guess they only had to do like a week each
2: oh that makes sense sure but i guess martin freeman wasn't that no he'd only done the office I think. yeah wow wow unbelievable it's hard to put them in their their time and place well, I mean, Liam Neeson had done uh, episode one at this point. <laughs>
0: when was Taken? That must have been before this. Taken? Like, no, I think it was... 2007 was
2: wasn't it? After, yeah.
0: 2008, um, yeah. I'd always thought that was before this. So was Liam Neeson not even that big at this point?
2: Again. He, he, I think a lot he's quite gone gin at this point. Come list. on.
0: Because Richard Curtis makes a joke on the commentary about how weird it was talking to Liam Neeson on the phone. So I always assumed that was a
2: reference <laughs> to take it. Schindler's
1: List had happened.
2: Oh, okay, yeah, sure. I mean,
1: they must have been like fairly well known since they used... Like, Rowan Atkinson is in it for what? Two scenes. Maybe five minutes? Yeah. Two scenes? Technically, the second scene, he doesn't even talk really, does he? Well, he does, yeah. but... Like,
0: no, I know what you mean, yeah.
1: Not to any of the main characters. Yeah. But uh, they must have been like fairly well known since they were put on the cover of the film to sell it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, like Andrew Lincoln, he wasn't really known then, was he? He wasn't really known until The Walking Dead. No, the casting
0: director for this is really, really good. Yeah, so he'd done Les Miserables, he'd done Star Wars Episode One, he'd done Schindler's List, he'd done The Widowmaker.
2: Okay, so his price went down after The Widowmaker, I understand.
0: I only saw The Widowmaker once, I liked it, I think.
2: Was that the K-19? Yeah, the I only saw it once yeah.
0: years and years ago, so I... It's, I was very young, but I liked it. But so we've got this this whole sequence with them watching Titanic. And my only note for that is that's probably very expensive to use.
2: Well, it, okay. So there's two things. Um, it, just to just to put a cap on it, I, I love that Daniel doesn't try to convince Sam that his feelings are silly or underdeveloped. Again, parents can learn from that. But then the other part, Joanna being the same name as her as his mom. That's brutal. That that's weird. That's that's brutal. And, but it was fine in about time. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say only because I I I'm, I've been in the position, you know, where the where the object of my affection had had the same name as my mom, and it's it is it's a deterrent. <laughs> it's not great. No, I, I, I don't put it in the plus column.
0: Yeah, I I, res- I respect that, and I think it's it's very adult of Sam to actually approach it in the way that he does without feeling yeah. so instantly uncomfortable about it. He just makes the sort of weird, I think he says, or something which is just... He doesn't even say that, actually. I thought he said weird. He just says, yeah, I know, same as mum. And it's just, like, you can tell it's it's, gonna, it's, it's a strange
2: thing, but... yeah. Well, know. that's the other thing. I really love that he was like, I know I should be thinking about mom, and I do, uh, but I'm in love. And, and, and it's like, yeah, other things do take not precedent, but you can't sit there weeping or, or, you know, dour the entire time. Like it's, it's such a, again, just that bit of reassurance. Because realism.
0: whilst not in that specific circumstance, I have definitely had moments wherein there's something majorly stressful or sad, and I'm stressing or thinking about other things, and you do feel guilty. You think, why am yeah. I thinking about, why am I worrying about, I don't know, let's, let's take it to a, a really sort of, extreme example let's say you just yeah you just lost a family member and then you've got mm-hmm. like exams or something and you're like why am i worrying about exams right. i should be worried about this or you know right. it's, a, it's a perfectly normal thing for him to say so i like that he acknowledges it like you can tell that maybe that's one of the reasons he was afraid to talk about it at first
2: oh it, yeah i hadn't put that together but that's that's absolutely wonderful because yeah it, um, it is.
0: Daniel's still clearly very upset over it and right. Daniel's the stepdad he's which means likely Sam has known his mum longer than Daniel has so right. Sam should be sadder and he's seeing Daniel being upset and he doesn't think he's able to talk about what else is going on in his life
2: yeah yeah and then you know it's just part of the human, human resilience you, you you can't focus on the negative the entire time and, and even though you know he's sam is considering his love for for joanna you know uh, uh negative you know sorrowful you just you, you can't you can't sit there and and be depressed the entire time and you shouldn't be and and we don't you know it's that time heals all wounds kind of thing it's it's a hundred percent true but
0: i like that he also does kind of show the sad that sam shows kind of the sadness and stress around love as well because i've had that like when i've when i've like got quite a big crush on someone. I've had I've had both the sort of oh yay, lovely, happy stereotype thing that you see But I also have the kind of oh no <laughs> sort of feeling of the oh this is gonna be this is gonna be all that I'm thinking about for the next hour uh, long. <laughs> it's just the And that's
1: that what I think is great I don't know if you've already mentioned this, I sort of I, I wanna read a few of these things that I've read. Yeah know, of course right but what what I think is great is even though he knows that they're so young and it is likely not going to work out, you know, in the long run and later on in their lives because they're so young, but he still goes with it. Like, he still, you know, tries to help him. Yeah. I was still talking about Daniel and yeah, Sanya. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: I, I like how he still... Uh, have you already said this? No. Not exactly. No. Like, no. You, like, how even though he knows that it's not likely to work out, he still, you know, helps him try and get to get to her well i'm gonna nice. i'm gonna send just to sort of like make him happy and build their relationship i'm
0: gonna send both of you yeah. a link to uh they did a, a mini sequel to love actually for red nose day a couple of years ago oh sure and i don't know have either of you seen it
1: i have i think yeah. i've seen i think i might have seen it so when you actually i know i've seen the <laughs> card scene
0: yeah you, you see how you know. daniel and sam are now now they're older and Sam talks about love, and he and he just makes a comment. You know, the only time I actually think I've seen you in love was when you were little with that girl Joanna from school, and that's just a personal... And then you see Joanna as an adult, and it's all sweet and quite cheesy. But right. it's like that even in hindsight, when he's older, he still saw that as love. Yeah, which I think is that's... is quite nice and sweet. And just looking at the length of the recording, I think we should move on to, uh, um.
1: Um, do you mind if I read? A yeah, few of yeah. These? Sorry, yeah, of course. They kind of fit in with what we were have actually mentioned. There are a few facts, so th- this one's not that great. It's just quite kind of interesting. So, hold on, so, where is it gone? So you know the lake where they were swimming, yes. like Colin Firth and Lucia Aurelia. Monty's... Oh
0: yeah, Lucia, yeah, the actress Aurelia. Yeah. Lucia, yeah.
1: yeah. When like where they were actually swimming, it was only inch eighteen inches deep.
0: I had that written so down to... and completely forgot to say it. So yeah. thank
1: you. <laughs> They had to kneel down and pretend it was deep water. You you can really
2: by mosquitoes. You can really tell that it's only eighteen inches deep when when you're watching it, and you know that.
1: Yeah, but when I was watching it yesterday, without this fact, I was like, "Oh, they're swimming." That's not what I thought, but yeah. (laughs) The other one, uh, so Aurelia, so the actress, she only got she got the part as a result of a joke by a friend of hers. Who was who was a casting director sent her a few photos to this movie's casting director. Hold on a second, English Reese. So Aurelia got the part as a result of a joke by a friend by a friend of hers who was a casting director and sent her photos to this movie's casting director. Lu- Lucia, is that how you say her name?
2: Lucia, yeah, yeah. sure.
1: Yeah, she she went to the casting and then ended up getting chosen. So basically, she got the part, like kind of got the part as a joke, which I thought was quite funny.
0: Yeah,
2: that's great.
1: Right. It's not that interesting, but I thought, hey, okay, why not? They kind of fit in with the scenes that we're talking about. Mm. No, they're they're good. But there's, but here's here's one. Uh, hold on a second. Sorry, Emma Thompson. That's um, that, Karen. Natalie. No, it's not. I'm being dumb. No. So it's not. It's um, uh, my mind's just on blank. But according to the writing director Richard Curtis, they had to put. Uh, Emma Thompson in a fat suit to make it appear heavier because she's actually a thin woman. that's not in our scene, but that's interesting. We were kind of talking about
0: <laughs> and why
1: about it earlier with Natalie
0: yeah, that's true they sh- They should have done a little more with with Natalie in terms of her weight because whilst it still seems wrong, the comments that are being made about her size with the modern view, I think it would have been nicer if she was actually a larger woman, and it would be sweeter. <laughs> So we get this very brief moment with the Prime Minister and having like a cup of tea delivered to him and it's not really anything to say. <laughs> um, he's just sat missing Natalie. It's just, that's it really? That's the scene?
2: <laughs> okay, Sadness. so there's a picture behind him, right? Yeah. Um, I, I'm imagining it's a previous Prime Minister. I could not find out who it was. I did. A, I, I went on a, in a rabbit hole. Um, and I was just wondering if it stands out to you guys as as somebody familiar. No. No. Okay. Okay.
0: I'm not that familiar you know, I, in politics. I didn't
2: know if it was a, you know as recognizable as like Abraham Lincoln or something to to me. And you really, you guys were like, yeah, that's just this guy.
0: It's Just a painting of a bloke. Yeah. It's it's the very common thing in any sort of British films where someone's a bit posh, is that they've got a painting of <laughs> a member of their family. Up on the wall.
2: <laughs> yeah, that makes sense.
0: There's one in about time in the start. Wait, is that? Yeah, when he says, I forgot what the name is. It's about his, it's when he says about, what was it? It was about maybe using, it wasn't about using time travel for money. It was the other thing where he says money. Oh, I wouldn't have to work. He was like, oh, I can't remember the exact line, but it's like, look at your great grandfather. See what happened to him. What happened to him? Absolutely sod all. And they show a painting of him.
1: <laughs>
0: Something like that but cuz the humor in that is the fact that clearly something happened to him and the fact that there's a painting of him um so we'll just move on to this very last bit with Aurelia and
2: okay re- real quick just yeah. in, in just to get this part out and, and to make editing a nightmare for you Luke um just to go back if I could just give one one last thought on yeah. our first scene okay yeah okay so i wanted to say that so uh Colin Firth's um character Jamie when when Aurelia pulls up the 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 coffee cup and the and the pages go flying what I always like to think of is that the 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 written word on page and the fact that he goes to this french chalet to to write when she releases that that she kind of releases his ego and, and by that I mean he hasn't really noticed anybody other than himself. He's very self-centered at this yeah. point.
0: Yeah. Understandably considering th- what's happened to him, but yeah.
2: Right, right. And and then you know uh, Aurelia uh undresses in front of him and then boom, he suddenly he suddenly sees the world around him. Oh wait, I'm in the French countryside. I'm at this b- beautiful lake. There's this Amazing woman who's been walking around in these ridiculous uh, uh, nurse shoes this entire time. But wow, look at her. She's out of that. And she is absolutely stunning and, and kind of breaks down his ego, breaks down his self-centeredness. And from that point forward, he is surrounded in the world he lives in. So he's in the present as opposed to, you know, uh, on the page on a typewriter instead of a computer. Um, Anyway, I, ju- I just wanted to make that point.
0: Yeah, no, I like that.
2: Um, and I do apologize for if I oh, appear to be slightly
0: like rushing through stuff. It's just...
2: Not at yeah, all. Not at all.
0: I've realized yeah. how long we've
1: suddenly very- been. Yeah. <laughs> very quick one. You know, we we're talking about uh, Thomas's age. Yeah. Sam's age. So he, he was playing a 13-year-old, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And we we're talking about how young he looks. He was cast as a thirteen year old in Game of Thrones when he was twenty (laughs) three. So yeah. In two so in two thousand thirty it was two thousand thirteen he was playing a thirteen year old and he was twenty three, which I thought was quite funny.
0: That's incredible.
1: Yeah.
2: I wouldn't have imagined him a day over ten.
0: I'm just looking at pictures. He was twenty three then. Flipping heck.
2: In Game of Thrones. He looks thirteen.
1: I've never watched Game of Thrones. That is incredible. Another one, it's not as interesting, but maybe something that you may have spotted. Um, where, when Daniel says, we need Kate and we need Leo, we need them now. He can be seen holding a uh, toothpick in his left yes. hand. And then later on, Sam has the toothpick in his mouth.
0: Yeah, it's it, oh, oh, it, it's a ma- thing that Liam Mason yeah, did when he stopped smoking. Is that? He... Yeah, that's what I was just saying.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. He wouldn't like leave without a toothpick or something. Because
0: yeah, yeah, it's the thing that Liam Neeson did he a lot that I guess they decided to incorporate into the film. But then he got Thomas Sangster into using toothpicks a lot as well.
2: Oh
1: wow. right. Uh, sorry, I'm I'm just reading some facts on IMDb. Andrew Lincoln was initially unsure about his character as he thought the scene with handwritten signs was borderline stalker territory. Ah, mm. oh, good on him.
0: Yeah, that's good. Yeah,
1: <laughs> he didn't he didn't think filming. Filming was
2: stalkerish. Well, look, Science he he knew he was good enough <laughs> looking that it was going to pass, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, it's, it's quite interesting, though. That he almost, I guess, he almost passed it up because of it, maybe, or he was unsure. I take unsure as passing out.
2: Mm. Well, I I nearly yeah. lost my mind after you know season two of Walking Dead when I realized who he was in uh, in Love, yeah. actually. It, because, you know, yeah, he it's... looks completely different. You know, it's not, yeah, yeah. not the same. I mean, he looks slightly different, yeah.
1: I, I guess, yeah. Not massively yeah, I... different, I don't think. But after, maybe after watching it, like, seven years later or whatever, you maybe, yeah, probably wouldn't recognize.
2: Right, right. I just did, I just didn't have the connect. And then I was like, oh, my goodness, he's British? <laughs> it's Mark. I was like, no. Yeah. But he yeah. says Carl, so weird. <laughs> Carl. Well, you see,
0: we Brits <laughs> just seem to be pretty good at just taking over American
1: shows. Just look at Hugh Laurie.
2: Yeah, it it doesn't go the other way, does it? No,
1: no. the wa- the Walking Dead is no. full of British actors. I'm pretty sure, like all the American characters are British, and then like all the British characters are American or something.
2: Yeah. Well, not movie.
1: There's not many British characters. I don't think there's any British characters, but. They're sort of all, like, people with different actors, uh, accents, which I thought was quite funny. Uh, yeah, sorry. Again, I'm going off. On one. Not at
2: all. We we just can't pull it off. We cannot. No, I think... So,
1: yeah, but The Walking Dead's just full of British actors, I believe. Like Lauren Cohan.
2: Wait, what?
1: British. <laughs> She's Cohen, British? British? Yeah.
2: Oh, my gosh. I... I yeah
1: she was uh okay i did not realize that yeah she's she's british she was in supernatural um like i don't know season six i think five or six
2: sure, sure. yeah and i didn't watch it her
1: character was british in that she i didn't think she had to put an american accent but yeah she's british oh wow um lenny james more uh, lenny james is british yeah, yeah so okay Morgan. that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. He was in um, oh, what's that one he was in? The the, the cop one, police one. In uh, give me a sec. In
0: Line of Duty. In, in fact, just one um, one sort of chime in as to when it does go the other way is uh, Bridget Jones, Renee
2: Zellweger. Yeah, do you guys accept that?
0: Yeah, I do. I I, I assumed she was British <laughs> until I saw her in something else.
2: Get out! Really? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's wild. That's wild. Uh, you know, I'd seen uh, um, uh, Jerry Maguire. You yeah, know, I'd seen her in tons of things, Jerry Maguire in Chicago. Uh, wow, that's, that's great. That's great. But then
0: I did recently we, watch a we got movie one. starring Renee Zellweger that I saw she was in it, but she was in like, she looked so different that I spent the entire film yeah. with her as one of the leads thinking, when's Renee Zellweger going to turn up? Oh, I forget what it was yeah. called. Um, it was uh, oh, I got it, I got it. It was the same kind of different as me. It was one of the few good Christian movies with her and Greg Kinnear. Like, what... oh,
2: Greg Kinnear was in another movie. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I haven't really seen him in a movie since As Good as It Gets.
0: Oh wow! No, I've seen him in quite a bit. Um, stuck on me or stuck on you? That was
2: oh oh the uh, Farley Brothers. Yeah, was that movie?
0: before or after As Good as It Gets?
2: I you know what I think that was after, that was um, after yeah.
0: Then there was, uh, t- t- he was in another Christian film called Heaven Is for Real. Like as 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 a Christian, I hate a lot of Christian movies, but the
2: two Greg Kinnear Christian movies are
0: actually solid films.
2: And I love him as an actor, I, I really do. I mean, as good as it gets was one of my, you know, one of those movies that was like, oh, good people are like me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah a Ar- so aurelia and uh t- 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 jamie it's been so long i jamie, forgot his yeah. name uh right <laughs> there's not they, they, they say goodbye sad moment sweet moment what do you think
3: okay right mm, sad um, i think right personally because it's me i don't think it's sad because it's a movie you know they're gonna see each other again like but if you think about it from the perspective, like, you're worried you won't, they won't see each other again. Of course, it's going to be sad. Like, she walks away crying, but he doesn't see that. He thinks, like, she's just walking away, doesn't give a damn. And really, she's like, I don't want to leave, but, you know, bye-bye. Yeah.
0: It's it's really sweet. It's really sad. And it's it surprised me that this early on in the film, this happens. That her being his maid is literally finished here. Like I remembered it taking, being so much, uh, like layered. That, that's in the film, true. That's true. But it is—it's
2: great that it's the end of their working relationship. Yes. You know, so that she, uh, she at this point is no longer worried about getting fired, and she has some agency, and she is the one that kisses him. Mm. If if Jamie had been the one to kiss her, I, I think I couldn't have uh, signed off on this. No, I couldn't. But so wonderful and, and she does it and she walks away and she's wiping tear after tear oh it's just it, it's it's heartbreaking and it's beautiful and it's wonderful
0: yeah i think to even keep it just very short and sweet with us it's just maybe saying one thing about this scene is going to be the best way to do it and that is that is pretty much it reese what what do you think of this this whole goodbye
1: i really like it my favorite part of it is uh when he crashes Because he's thinking about her or something. But in all fairness, that that other... Yeah, that's kind of That other driver wasn't
0: great either, was he?
1: No, I mean, come on. You you beeped. You had enough time to stop. You were beeping for, like, four seconds. Sorry. (laughs) Road rage here. Yeah, but also,
0: like... Yeah, yeah, he's coming around a corner. You can see Jamie moving. He's not going to, like... You can see... Hey, Jamie's there anyway. Jamie's only just turned.
1: He had plenty of time to stop, like, the other... The other guy, he must have been like paying attention or something. Yeah, and it's just it's just
0: a weird sort of way to just finish <laughs> finish the scene. It's just kind of, but I kind of I kind of like a small car bump happening because you don't have that a ton in
2: film. No, I I like it. It's 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 a uh, it's like it's a cap off to the frustration.
0: And it's not a car bump or crash or anything that's gonna be you know become a big part of the plot. It's just like oh,
2: fart. Fair point. Yeah.
0: There we go. Yeah. Carry on. It's not going to be that we then, you know, cut to him in hospital and Aurelia comes and visits him, and you know,
1: <laughs> yeah. cut to him getting out the car and Liam Neeson like doing a front flip over it with a gun in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the car and we get... explodes. Says Michael Bay. And we get that, direct and... that
2: sweet, sweet ad for the new two thousand three Ford Fiesta. I mean, yeah. come on, how do you miss that?
1: <laughs> James Bond comes in, <laughs> and his Aston Martin. So
0: I, I do quite like this this goodbye. It's a nice, it's a nice farewell, which they you know, which could potentially be forever. Obviously, we find out later on that it's not. Spoilers, yeah. Uh, but if anyone's listening to this and doesn't know how love actually ends, then I, I respect that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was gonna say that's weird, but actually from what you've said and a load of other people the people listen to two, there's so many people listen to two minutes about time you've never seen about time so uh, yeah that's that's good i appreciate that and thanks to you as well for listening to it without seeing about time was, was there anything that wow. actually drew you to wanting to listen to it
2: <laughs> i guess i'll listen to any movies by minute as long as i know it's in good hands and uh what it was the uh the oh what do we even call it the the movies by minute uh, uh, get together that we had, What's MxM
0: that? at home, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we're in the MXM at now home. actually,
2: <laughs> yeah yeah oh are you yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was that then we we're like okay yeah I want to listen to this I want to want to want to get together on on what's going on here oh yeah because I played
0: some stuff there didn't I as well so
2: right remember. right yeah. yeah yeah well you did the the love actually yes. Uh, uh, I wouldn't say premiere or trailer. What do you What do you call I just it? Just
0: called it a teaser.
2: A teaser. Yeah, yeah. I was like, right on. Look at this. This is fantastic. And you know what? There's a bit of um, uh, vulnerability that you show, like in in producing that together. Like where you can be. It's not the butt of the joke, but you can. You you're not the straight man. You're not the. Hey, I'm I'm cool. I'm cool. Hand Luke over here. <laughs> Um, and I just, I, I appreciate that. And I'm just like, yeah, that's me too. Let's, yeah let's go on this adventure together. <laughs>
0: so, um, major, where can our listeners find you on social media?
2: Yes. Uh, reflex Com. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at, uh, reflex point pod. Um, and that's really about it. Yeah. Come, li- come listen. If again, if you, if you like the show, if you like, uh, uh, Robotech, you know it, it's it's a super niche market, and I always I always knew that going in. But it's a passion project, and uh, and if anything, if you want to hear me wax poetic about a cartoon that's thirty five years old, well, come on over.
0: Reese, where can our listeners find you? All
2: right. Um, I need
1: to try and remember them now. I, no, no. um, Instagram. Give me one second. Well, I used to know, and I can't remember. <laughs> Yeah, it's Reese uh just probably resword. Would you would you be able to use previous I've got it. It's it's Reese.o yeah.
0: underscore zero two.
1: <laughs> that's the one. I don't i I've just got it up on my phone. I don't even remember my own my own tags and stuff. You keep um, saying you're gonna change yeah, the picture as well, that's the funny thing. Yeah, <laughs> I do. It's been like six months. I might just keep it the same as a little joke or yeah. something. It's reese.o dot O underscore zero two. You'll see a picture of me in a suit sticking my tongue out i'm going to change it but i've not in six months there you go just basically that's that's my little thing i say twitter is but um yeah, twitter at is...
0: ord underscore reese i've got this
1: yeah have you written these no now? i'm just
0: checking as we go <laughs>
1: <laughs> i honestly don't remember them because i don't really use them ones i just use my my private ones to be honest because i've not really been doing much work recently no, well, that's it's funny i COVID. i
2: I, yeah, I, um, I joked in cool. the serious way that the only reason i started a podcast was so i had something to plug in case i ever got on somebody else's podcast <laughs> i like that
0: yeah <laughs> uh so lara where can the listeners find you on social media
3: okay you can find me on instagram lara collier underscore official you can find me on facebook uh or is it lara collier music yeah Okay, I got it right. But I didn't even have to read it, I remembered. Um And you can find me on YouTube, where I've done one of my original songs. It's on Bot- Oh, O Productions. Yes. Yep, so and I've also got my own YouTube channel. I've got two videos up. Um, it's just Lara Collier, so just my name. And I've done a cover of a song from Hamilton, and I've also done an original. So you can go check those out if you like.
0: Brilliant. And so I'll say, unless you've got any further plugs, that the listeners can find me on Twitter at Llama underscore bottle zero, Instagram the Ginger Luke, Facebook Luke Allen Film. All podcasts, radio appearances, newspaper articles, short films, anything I'm remotely involved in is over at Luke Allen to UK. This show is on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at ChristmasActpod. They can also find us on IMDB.
1: That that was really weird because I'm used to hearing you the saying the
2: two Yeah, I know. Time I I whoa, still, whoa. still whoa. find it weird to I- say. Like I keep, I keep stumbling. Yeah.
0: and we don't have yeah. a Facebook group for like, this show, which is annoying. But
1: yeah, I love how you're like all professional. You're like at Luke Productions and all this and that, and I'm just like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, but
0: I'm also no. Lama <laughs> Underscore Bottle Zero on Twitter, so I think we're fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I have no idea what my public ones are. But... Um, outside yeah, of if, if it's easier for you, just use like audio from one of the yeah the ones that we did for yeah one of the other ones if it makes it easier i don't know and so all that's (laughs) left
0: to say to the listeners is that me and lara will be back on monday the 14th of december as sam decides to become a drummer we see the christmas party and i'm just checking there's nothing else worth saying really and um sarah and carl may finally get together
3: Christmas Actually theme is performed by Ethan O'Mahony and is a cover of God Only Knows by the Beach Boys. Christmas Actually is produced by Bottolo Productions and is distributed by Lemming Drops Studio. For more podcasts and blogs, visit lemmingdrops.com.